Hi, I'm Rosie, and you're listening to Taste Vampire, a podcast where I interview people I like and people cooler than me about the art that they make and the art that inspires them. Then I digest it into a tiny little nugget and pop it up on the internet for all of you good people. As usual, you're very welcome. This week, I interviewed Curtis Cooper. Um, he's a Philly person, he's in the band Community Service, he's also doing a lot of stuff solo these days, um, and we'll cover all of that in the interview, um, I think it's pretty great, Curtis is pretty great, and, uh, without further ado, here's the episode. I'll start there. I've been, like, a daily pod smoker since, like, age of... 17. 13. 13, 14, uh, well, 15, really, like, on a daily basis. Right. This one out. Um... Yeah, I started when I was like 14, but then I had to stop. I was like drug tested for a year, and then I had to stop. Well, well, like, I've, uh, like, there's been, in that time period, like, a couple of periods where I've just been too broke. Right. To justify spending money on pot and booze and cigarettes, which are, like, the requirements. So, like, I'll let the pot pot things slide because it's not like cigarettes where it's like I need them all of the time right. and it's not like alcohol where it like actually makes like a notable impact it's just like right. generally sort of maintenance drug anyways I had a week like that two weeks like that a couple weeks ago where it's just too broke yeah and I just like I smoked weed wound up being like more or less once a day still like get someone to smoke me up but then like starting like last thursday or like last wednesday i like started buying pot again because like money was back in a reasonable position yeah and i've just been getting blasted like i was in a beer store like i just smoked a joint when i got home from work like it wasn't some sort of insane setup I've been smoking, like, I've been smoking one-hits these days, and I can't even finish the whole one-hit. Like, I'm really on this low level. Like, I don't it's like, I still smoke every day, but my tolerances are rising. I feel like the bottom of the valley, and it's a good place to be for, like, money. But yeah. it's bad when I go out to parties, because I'll be, like, still hitting, like, blunts and shit, and I'll just be, like, way too fucking high. No, I know. Me and Rachel, my roommate, put out this, like, Facebook post of us, like, lying in her bed all drunk, like, uh, somebody bring us weed. And my friend Henny, who I interviewed on the podcast brought us a blunt and we were like dying yep. like halfway through we were just like yeah. the most like i felt like high school up yeah, yeah right back then it was like, like the point the point was you guys fucked up as possible but now, now it's, it's like, like <laughs> weed is like just like how i'm like nice to my co-workers yeah, like, and like how i have the appetite for lunch you yeah. know like yep. it's like exactly yeah, like, yeah i haven't eaten in forever i brought a sandwich but I'm, like, not that hungry. I'm, like, trying to get high so I can eat. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. It's impossible to eat without smoking weed. I, like, probably, like, lost 10 pounds in that two-week period. My brother quit. Like, he was smoking, like, just as much as me. And the one day he just stopped. Like, I don't know how he did it. But it was, like, it's been, like, it's been, like two years. Like, I have no desire to quit smoking weed. I'm actually, like, upset about the low tolerance thing. Yeah, I'm out. I'm upset with it for now. I, I want to quit smoking cigarettes like that. If I was going to quit anything, that would be the the, the vice. It's the most expensive, and it's the it's probably the worst. I mean, like, obviously weed's the best for you between, like, alcohol, weed, and cigarettes, so. Cigarettes probably the worst. I can't imagine. I mean, depending on what you're drinking, but, like, yeah, cigarettes probably the worst for you. Yeah, I mean, cigarettes are pretty bad for you. And I've been smoking them consistently for the longest time. Like, the longest I've gone without, like, buying weed, mm. effectively barely smoking it, was like six months 
since like I started the longest I've gone without buying packs with cigarettes is literally one month, one time. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Sweet this stuff is. What kind of cider are you drinking? I got the red. It was the cheapest one of the bodega I went to. I think that was just a coincidence. Everything was Oh, it's not really cider red. No, what is it, ale? It's an apple ale. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I know it made a difference. It gets you a little more drunk, I think, is the difference that it makes if you don't have a gluten thing. Perfect. But yeah. You know what? Introduce yourself. Oh, uh, yeah, we're recording. Uh, my name's Curtis. Uh, Curtis Cooper. I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, I play music in community service, which is a punk band, and I do my solo stuff. Uh, which is, I'm getting a full band together for that now, but I'm just finishing my record with Scott Stitzer from Mumbler. So, like, like, I've been doing it all wrong. Like, I started, I started working on the record in March, but I booked all these tours because, like, <laughs> the secondary goal for me is to travel. Like, I love traveling. I like being in different cities and stuff. So, like, I booked all these tours, and the CD, it's taken me so long to do the record because I've been out of town. Like, I was out all of July and the first week of August, and I'm, like, going to Europe soon. I'm going to um, Portland for a week. And I'm going down to Florida and back for like two weeks, and like I'm like rushing to get the CD. It's it's all recorded. It's all mixed. We're just like mastering. Or, uh, we're still mixing it. Yeah, it's all recorded and shit. So it'll be done by January and like out and shit. But like, it could have been done like two months ago, like three months ago. Like I just kind of whatever. And this is for your solo stuff. Yeah, it's for my solo stuff. All right, we'll get back to that. But I don't know if you've listened to the podcast before. But I listened to the one with Aaliyah today. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Frazier sucks. If you're listening, uh, by the way, yeah. Frazier's fucking terrible. It's, we don't have to get into it. I mean, I don't want to be covering <laughs> Frazier so soon again. <laughs> yeah, no, but, like, yeah, Because, like, I don't want, like, you know, get <laughs> to be the recurring theme of the podcast. Yeah, that for, like, podcast. discussing Frazier. Yeah. But, yeah, she's got a real kick for it. I really think Cheers sure. is obviously superior, but, yeah. you know. I'm, but, not, I'm just not touching it. But. Yeah. In any case... Um, but you're from Philly. Where did you grow up in Philly? Uh, I grew up at, uh, 7th and, well, on Sheridan Street between 7th and 6th, um, right above Wharton. But I was only there until I was 10. So, like, I would, I mean, like, I have a lot of friends that I still met from, like, elementary school that are from South Philly. But, like, I never spent, like, and then I moved to Germantown when I was 10. Or, like, Mount Airy. It's, 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 it's technically Germantown, but it's just Mount Airy. Me and Becca Katz have this thing where we, uh, Becca Katz previous podcast guest, mutual friend, um, where we, uh, previous podcast guest. we, like, both of us tell other people who aren't from Mount Airy that we're from Germantown, right. but both of us are lying, like, it's yeah. definitely Mount Airy. Yeah, I mean, we're, you, you could, yeah, it's, it's really nice where I live, it's, uh, the one lane uh, circle, so it's, like, across the bridge from Roxborough, and then it's literally the border of Germantown and Mount Airy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So right, like, so, like right across the street from Bluebell. Yeah. Oh a lot yeah. Of time yeah. yeah. Not. I didn't actually know about that because I still kept all my friends that I'd known from when I was a kid. Like, so I still spent like the kind of where we spent in like high school was like Center City, like because that's where you could like we just always went on rooftops all the time. Like the one at Tenth and South. Like that was where you could drink. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no the one really at the CVS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Above, yeah, above, yeah. We there's used this... to drink there like. There's Every this day, like, sick picture of uh, me and my high school boyfriend, like, back-to-back at a... With the skyline? Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. corner? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so we were there all the time, like, so, like, I, I like, I never spent much time in South Philly, I never spent much time in, like, my area hanging out either. 
But okay, so were your parents into music? Like was yeah, there, yeah. My um, when you were like like a little little kid, what yeah, music yeah. did your parents listen to? Um, they listened to whatever I liked because they just wanted us to like music. So I listened to like I really liked Elvis and Michael Jackson, uh, The Clash, The Ramones, The Rolling Stones, The Beatles. You feel like you're jumping... So, like, this was when you were, like, a little... Yeah, like? really young. Yeah, I was really young. And, like, my dad was really into, like, uh... God, Jill Scott Heron, who I, like, never really rubbed up that much on me. But, oh, and Curtis Mayfield. I think was Curtis. This is just, like... I only knew, like, one or two songs, but he's, you know... But was that, this, like, like, mostly listening to the radio? We had tapes. Like, we had a lot of tapes and, like, CDs and stuff. I and these were your parents' tapes, though? Like, this is, like, stuff that they listen no, to? No, what it was is they'd, like, find stuff... Because, I mean, obviously they're trying to make that transition from listening to, like, really annoying kid music, like, right. Baby Beluga or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Like, also yeah. that, okay, like, Rafi. Rafi? Rafi. Yeah, Rafi. Yeah, Rafi. yeah well, So they're trying to get me the off of that. person yeah. to reference Baby Beluga yeah. on the podcast. It's a, it's a <laughs> So, like, yeah, like, they're trying to get me off anything. So, like, if I liked an Elvis Presley song, like, my dad would teach me it on guitar and, like, buy an Elvis Presley tape or something. And I really got into Beat It by Michael Jackson. So when did you start playing guitar? Uh, I was, like, four. Damn. Yeah, I was really young. Your dad played guitar? Yeah, he played. Yeah, he started late, so he, it was uh, important that he got like me a jump on it, you know. So I played guitar, piano, and cello, and then I went back to guitar like when I was like uh, like 11 or 12, I think, is when I went back to guitar. And then I started going to rock school in Philly, which initially was just a Philly thing. Now it's like national, or it's all around now. Wait, yeah, yeah, okay. So in between getting into like cello and piano and the stuff that you did in between learning right. guitar and was there was there a point where you started listening to any sort of contemporary music or nah you just sort of like you went straight into like doing rock like when you went back to guitar was there like some new sort of impetus to go back to guitar uh, when I got back into guitar it was cause like Nirvana and The Clash like I guess like cause that was the first band I got that I thought like this is for me. Like, when I was in middle school, like, I went to Greenfield, and, um, so it was, like, a nice mix of people, like, um, like, white and black and Puerto Rican. My best friend was this kid, Brandon Washington, so I really just listened to whatever he listened to, and, or, like, whatever my friend, like, uh, Sandra and Jordana, like, they, they were, like, they were, so I was listening to, like, terrible music, like, uh, Backstreet Boys and, like, Christina Aguilera, and, like, like, but, like, I also had, like, a Marilyn Manson CD and, like, a Chumbawamba CD, like, I don't know, it's, like, really... Weird stuff, I guess. No, I mean, that's, like, pretty normal. I mean, having also grown up in Philly. Like, in that time, I think like, everyone... In that time period, like, the Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, <laughs> Chumbawamba, yeah, and Marilyn like, Manson, you, you got your Y100 input. Yeah, I got my and Y100. Your, and your QMS, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, The Offspring was big. Like, I mean, people yeah. like Beastie Boys, like, those were all bands that, like, everyone liked and I kind of got into because they liked it, but, like, it was really Nirvana in the Clash that I was just, like, this is fucking, like, holy shit. So, like, like what made you, like, get into Nirvana? Just the, the anger. Like, it's just so raw. Well, like, who showed you? Or just, oh, like, this was kid when, Paul in middle school. Like, seventh, sixth grade. Was like, it when that, like, um, whatever, that reissue that had that one extra song? No, no, before out? that. It was, um, no, I got into it before that, but I remember when that happened because I was, like, still in the height of being obsessed with it. It was, like, a year, maybe two years before that because, like, I, I, obviously I got Nevermind first. Which is, like, unbelievably amazing. It's just, like, now it's my least favorite record because it's just so poppy. But then I got, like, Bleach, and then In Utero, and then Incesticide was last. And then the MTV ones and stuff. So I, I went through all of them pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, like, my best friend in sixth grade got really into them. She was, like, my yeah. best friend, like, till tenth grade. But, like, she, like, 
I, for her birthday a couple years ago, I, like, went into my old email account and did a search for Kurt Cobain and posted Uh a screen cap of all of the, like, emails that she'd sent me. Yeah. Like, crazy hype. Yeah, yeah. I'd, like, draw out his lyrics on everything. Oh, my God. I learned every Nirvana song, like, every single one, like, in... Like, they're just so, like, weird. And at the time, like, when I was, like... Cause I, I can't read music anymore. Like, I, 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 like, stopped taking lessons when I was, like, 15 or 16. Or maybe... Yeah, like, 16. And, like, I never, like... I never thought music was going to be a viable option in my life. Like, it was always fun, but I never thought, like, I, like it's going to be, like, what I really want to do. I always thought that would make it a chore. Right. So I, like, kind of stopped caring about that kind of stuff. And I remember thinking, like, when I was playing Nirvana, like, it's not just... It's not what you're supposed to be playing, like... It's not like he's, like, staying in, like, this one key or anything like that. He's just, like, playing, like, whatever he thought of. And, like, it just, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know why, like, how he thought of this stuff, you know, I guess. Like, he just, like, did whatever he wanted, which at the time was, like, a new concept to me. Like, not, and I still have trouble with that, like, sticking to a key. Like, I make conscious key decisions, but, key changes. But, like, I wish I had more freedom like that. Like, it, like it's like he wasn't even thinking about it. Like, he, he was just fucking... Doing whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, I definitely remember having sort of a similar, like, like epiphany about Nirvana just being, like, like, because I definitely, like, heard Nirvana, like, at least two or three years before I, like, went to my first punk show and was like, oh, this is, like, what everybody, right. like, you know, to some extent, but, like, the idea, I guess, just, like, of... Of that that sort of like rawness with music writing, like as opposed right. to like like coming from a like perspective of just sort of like pure will. Yeah. And it wasn't as angry to, like, as anything else no. I was listening to. Like-
that too. That was my birthday. I was like, wow, I am like it was way like older three than everyone. Years ago. There were like fourteen-year-old squatters. Like, yeah, it was like, embarrassing. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, my yeah. birthday. I got really <laughs> fucking drunk. Yeah, I was yeah. embarrassed. Yeah, was I good. left. I, yeah. so I think it was twenty twelve. Well, I went to see Morning Glory again because they played the church, and like I don't go to the church that much anymore. Like I saw D four there recently. I couldn't get tickets to that, so I went and saw them in New York. Yeah, and it was so funny because they were being so mean to everybody what? from New York. Like they were just like they just kept no, not like a like bad way, but they it's kept like, like making making jokes about like how many of you guys are actually from Brooklyn. Uh, like, yeah, well, you know, no one. Like, uh, <laughs> they were, uh, but. Did you have a good time with the D four show? I got like, yeah, I had a good time. I'm not honestly. I'm not that into D four. I thought Nighthawks played better, and I'm not. But I'm not that Night into like, like Nightbirds. Yeah, yeah. I, that was the first time. I just that, they just came on my radar like Night, that show. That was. Great. I went and saw them at Shore House. Actually, like probably like three weeks before that yeah. leftover crack show at the Barbary that we're mm-hmm. referring to, right. where we were ten years the senior of everybody right, right. there. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I saw them at Shore House and. Like, thought it was, like, so great. And it was the first punk show I'd gone to in, like, two years. Like, yeah. I'd been, like, like doing heroin and not really, like, going... and hanging paying out, and, music. Well, hanging out with hippies, honestly, was actually the case, you know? So I was just, oh. like, going to Caravan and stuff and not... Yeah, it's going to and, Caravan. And, Yo, uh, I love Caravan. And not, not going to punk shows. But I went to that show because my roommate's band was playing with them. And thought Nightbirds were like so sick. They were great. Like, and, yeah, yeah, they no, were really they, good that show too. I don't think they were received well. Like, people weren't really paying attention during their set. Really, I don't I, think in, so. In New York, there were like all of the young kids who were at the show were yeah. there to see. No, them. it wasn't like that. And it then there was like a bunch that. of like people my age well, they or New five York? years older. Because you, you, the church sold Williamsburg out. Williamsburg like, College or Williamsburg Music Hall. I've never been there. Is that big? Like. The, so next, isn't that big. the next night they played at St. Vitus, I think. Yo, St. Vitus is amazing. But, uh... I saw it gets me there at, like, 2 in the morning. Like, uh, I just happened to get in and see them. It was, like, the best show I've ever seen live. It was amazing. See, like, I like such not have nothing against me for Alright, I got into it. Like, did you listen to the early stuff like the uh, yes, against the EPs and yes, the crime? Yes, and, like, yes, yeah, yes, that's what got I, me into it. So but. many people that I like have uh, have made this case to me. And it's not that I hate all of it. It's just like again, it's my politics thing. I just like it was too late for me to get right. into it. But I did listen to this interview between Laura Jane Grace right. and uh Genesis Peorich. Like they yeah. just talked have you ever heard of the Talk House podcast? No. Is that guy Michael Azarad who wrote that book? Uh, no, come as you are. Life? Yeah, he also wrote "Come as you yeah, are." Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, he uh, he just like gets two people together who are both musicians and makes them have a conversation. Like he does an interview, he just produces the show, but he like right. picks the conversations. Right. So it's like Genesis P. Orge from Throbbing Gristle and Psychic TV, who's like early sort of gender pioneer talking to Laura Jane Grace and it's like so awesome well like, that that's why transgender dysmorphia blues was like good again like I feel like Laura had something to say again like I really didn't like um obviously New Wave was the beginning of the end like I thought I mean I like the Ezio Eternal Cowboy but like I feel like there were a couple records there where it was like like you're still angry but not really like not really focused on what like writing like sh- like bad protest songs like uh White People for Peace like it was just like I don't know yeah. And then, but then for, like, Transgender Dysmorphia Blues, it was, like, she, like, found, like, what she was again. I don't know. Like, I, mean, I, I, I still don't like it as much as like the other stuff, but I, it's it. the first record I've liked in a while. I mean, uh, do you know Ori, Ori Nevo? No. Oh, I thought maybe because Caravan, cause he, but he hasn't lived in Philly in years. 
But I interviewed him recently, and he made, like, a similar similar case. He's, like, a big mm. Against Me fan in general. But, uh... Right. But, yeah. You oh, should, you I should got Against Me tattoo. I got drunk, like, recently. I just realized Let me that. see. Let it's me not... See. It's just, like, an exclamation point. For the <laughs> I totally forgot. I did this, like, last July. We played a show in State College, and it was like, an amazing show, so I, like, got an exclamation point from my friend's girlfriend we're on tour with. I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah. I love against me. Right. Which also is getting kind of embarrassing, too, actually, next to the leftover crack angle. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm so torn on this whole thing, because, like, part of me feels like you should just, like, like, everybody likes crap. So, like, yeah. like and, like, Everybody likes stuff that whatever, like, enough people like that it gets regarded as crap, whether or not it is. Right. Like, I'll sit here all day long and, you know, like, you know, like I said, like, you know, like I'm embarrassed of liking leftover crap, but I'm not embarrassed of loving the Ramones. I'm not embarrassed of loving D4. And I'm sure. not embarrassed, it's, you know, yeah. like, it's like... I like all kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah, like... Punk has like, never been, like, my main type of music that I listen to. It's, like, always been kind of secondary for me. Like, I like it a lot. Like, in the sub bands, I fucking love. Like, the Subhumans, I will never miss seeing the Subhumans. Like, they're top five for me. Like, I fucking love them. But, like, the majority of my top, like, 20 bands has got to be, like, I don't know, like, classic rock or just, like, not, just not punk. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's, I, I mean, I basically agree with that. I, like... Not that, like, like, punk is a bad stereotype. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but, like, people think that people listen to punk only listen to punk, which is, like, what? Well, it's not true. Which is... No, well, but that's the thing that it's not true across the board, right. but punks will sit there and act like they only listen to punk for ages. You know, like, that's why it's like, I like interviewing, like, ex-punks for the podcast or people who are, like, punk adjacent, because, like, yeah. I feel like, like, because, like, you know, like, I'm kind of like that, like, I'm, like, in a punk band, and I, like, I'm, like, just, you know, like, 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 love lots of punk music, but also just, like... You should like everything. Like, yeah, you know like, what I mean? I, well, I think that at least, I don't know if you should like everything. I think within every genre, you should be able to find something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. yeah. that's perfect. Like. Like, but some people, like, it, it goes the same with every type of music, but some people listen to punk, only listen to punk, which is just robbing them. And then some people who listen to, like, a lot of things but punk, like, yeah, that's robbing them, too. Like, people think that people who play punk can't play their instruments, and that's why bands like The Subhumans come to play. Like, those are just, like, ridiculously talented musicians. Also, I think not being able to play your in- player instrument isn't necessarily yeah. A that shouldn't def- exact. I mean, it's like, not. No, it's not a detriment. It's definitely not a detriment. There's like amazing. I mean, Daniel Johnson. Like he's yeah, he's, yeah. That's a perfect example. Like it's just like yeah. Like so, like there's there's two different things that we're talking about here, and obviously like there's like all sorts of combinations between these like two sort of like like uh, <laughs> x and y points on a curve or whatever right but there's like technical musical ability and then there's just sort of raw creative strength and like yeah yeah john lennon john lennon i mean john lennon has a little bit of both but like his first two records are so fucking depressing and they're just sloppily recorded like and that's like there's nothing like I would say necessarily musically talented about him outside of the songwriting but the songwriting is like that you know right, you need to be right. good at music and, and songwriting. songwriting, but you can have one or the other to excel. Like right, exactly. I, and if you but have that one, I'd rather have songwriting. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. My own personal taste, I am far more likely to skew towards yeah. someone that has no musical ability but can write it. Yeah, exactly. Song. I made that mistake for a long time because, like, I've always been good at music, but I never like instrumentally. Like, I've always been good at guitar, and like, I've always been able to pick things up easily. But 
like, I never really took songwriting into account, like, for a long time. Like, I didn't, like, fo- like try hard on songs, which, like, like, I, and, and so I guess I'm just in the wake of realizing, like, just how important songwriting is. Expect, like, I've been going to a lot of acoustic shows lately, which is new for me, and, like, there's, like, some people who can play guitar really well, and, like, it's, it's really impressive, and it sounds beautiful, and then someone will come on after him, and just, like, I, like, I've been to Kevin Brusha, or Brusha from, uh, uh, he's living in Lavender Town now, but he's, he's been booking shows for a minute, like, I know if he, he's not gonna fucking listen to this, but if he does, um, he's, like, he's fucking terrible on guitar, which I'm sure he knows, Kevin, if you're listening, but he's just got this, like, fucking, it's just like a Daniel Johnson thing, it's just, like, this some kind of desperation, like, it's just this songwriting that comes out, like, Right. It's so, like, real. Right, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been listening to a lot of, like, sort of, like, old country music recently. Right. And, like, there's something, like, just, like, like, this sort of, I mean, I'm always moved by aggressive simplicity. Like, I just, like, there's something to me that, like, is so much more moving about, like, just, like, like a good song played in, like, the simplest, and, like, I, I just, like, songwriting's super important to me, like, yeah. that moves me, like, so much more than technical ability does, and I used to really, I, I, like, sort of beat myself up about it, because, right. like, musically, I think I'm, like, a decent songwriter, and I'm horrible technically, I mean, I'm pretty mediocre all across the board, but, like, it, like, but definitely have, like, a stronger strength in terms of writing than in terms of, like, skillful execution. And it used to be, like, something I really used to beat myself up about, and then I sort of realized that, like, even, like, what I like sort of skews that way so much harder. And there's no, that, really yeah, it's good. Well, I mean, like, then you could just have both. I mean, like, Elliot Smith, yeah, and, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, well, if we're about to get into Elliot Smith. God, so <laughs> Elliot Smith is, like, the number one for me. Like, yeah. Down the road. Yeah. I'll never... I feel, see, like, I feel like Elliot Smith is, like, fucking dangerous for me. Nah, I listen to him, like, no matter how happy or sad I am, like, oh, I want to do this to Elliot Smith. Like, no matter uh, what. See, like, even when I'm happy and I listen to Elliot Smith, because I do it when I'm happy, I listen to him all of the time. Was it bring you down? No, not even. Yeah. But it makes my happiness feel like it's this, like, sparkling gem of a moment in a God. sea of blackness. No, that no, makes me feel like, like it's just, like, his music is so beautiful, like, all from a basement on a hill is just, like, I know that's when he killed himself, obviously, so that's not the greatest example. So I got paid to write somebody else's college paper about yeah. from a basement on a hill. Oh my hill. god, that's my favorite record. Yeah, that's actually my favorite record. It's beautiful. Like, it's, um, it's 100% beautiful. I can't listen to King's Crossing without one. King's Crossing is amazing. Like, Strung Out Again, like, my favorite part is Strung Out Again when the guitar comes in. And it, like, cuts across the right side of the headphones into the left and, like, blows up like a bomb. Yep. Like, like... The production on that is just unbelievable, and like I mean, he was so, off drugs by then too. Like he he j- he quit heroin and crack. Like he, he was just insane from all the crack. I guess like he was like yeah yeah. But that well, honestly, I think that's like what makes it so potent for me as like a record that makes me want to do drugs because like he's like hovering at that moment of relapse the entire album long. Yeah. He's, like, not there, but he's, like, on that the brink. It's, it's fucked up to say that the people, like, create the best music is written by crazy people and, like, people who want to, like, kill themselves. Like, this most desperate, like, depraved human beings. Oh, I mean, like, duh. I mean, it's not, like, it's just, like, that's where good art comes from. Yeah. Like, you ever find yourself happy and unable to write songs yeah. because no. of that? Like, like John Lennon, obviously, uh, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Like, there's all, like, 
fucked up people. Like, just completely fucked up people. I mean, like, and you can disguise it like the Beach Boys, like, writing beautiful love songs, but, like, he's nah, just a fucked Brian up No, but Brian Wilson, person. I mean, you got, I just wasn't made for these times. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, he has, obviously, he has depressing songs, but he was, like, I mean, no, nah, people I mean, don't know how crazy, you know, how sh- much shit he had. Like, he was insane. Well, I mean, they, they do now. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I've never, I never read, I like, the only books I read are on people. Like, um, I got read, just finished a James Brown book and a Elliot Smith book and, like, a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that shit. But wait, there's... So, oh, I'm trying to think of the book that I... Like, I never read one on him. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's there's a book... Uh, I might even have it. That's got a chapter on Cause him. Because isn't it about, like... I heard that he, like, his dad, like, like uh, used to beat his brother, so he'd play piano over that, like, to drown out the noise. I heard, like... I heard that it's, like... Therapist or no psychiatrist tried to take over the Beach Boys, like, cause like when he was in like session with her, like, tried to like have him sign over the rights and shit or some crazy shit like that. Like I know his dad like ran the band, like he was like pretty gruesome about it, but I don't know how crazy it got. Thoughts of love, pretty people having fun, holding hands, wrapped inside a hot embrace. These happy days they pass me by. And I often wonder why the sadness it sticks inside my gut. Well, in my mind, I should die. It's pointless to even try. Happy days were brief and in the past. Well, on my own, I feel no chill upon the cold. Cause what I feel. And what I know There is no shelter from this flow Cause what I feel It's not new to me Well I feel stones in my bones And I wake up in my home To the music Killing me to get Simba couldn't figure out what it was. It's a cigarette I could bump. Yes. Thanks. I have no idea. What I'll it. look it up. I'm going to read Charles' one now. It's a book of essays. So, like, it's not just, like, it's not all Brian Wilson. 
but one of the essays is about Brian Wilson. It's really good. Apparently, also, he has an autobiography that he published recently. I never, I, like, I can never trust autobiographies. Like, well, like, someone remembers isn't, like, what happened. Oh, I love that shit. I, like, uh, oof. Not that he's lying, it's just, like, people misremember shit. No, like, no, 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 no. I mean, I read them, like, as fiction. Like, yeah, just for pure joy. Um. And I know. But the thing that I'm thinking of isn't written by him. It's it's some sort of music journalist who does a series of, like, sort of character profiles. Like, there's, like, also a Jerry Lee Lewis one in there, I a think. Word. And, like, like, just sort of about, Bunch like, of crazy, crazy people. See? Crazy, just crazy rock stars. Yeah. Love Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, but... Okay. I never got that into Jerry Lee Lewis, like... I, I just love that he's a fucking perv who, like, married... Yeah, his, that's like, the weirdest part. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, that's the weirdest part. And he's, like, just such a freak. Like, yeah, uh, I'm just down. He's cool. Yeah. But, um... Okay, so when did you start, like... When did you start writing music? Because you wrote oh, uh, music from, like, age four. Um, I didn't, like... When did I start writing music? I, didn't, I never took songwriting. Did you go to Kappa? No, I went to Central. Okay. Um, I never took songwriting that seriously. For a while, like, I always learned how to play other songs. And I remember I was in a couple punk bands in high school. Like, uh, what are they called? Like, Don't Get Caught. <laughs> and uh, The Stretch Marks. Um, and that was fun. But, like, we, you know, it was just all, it was all, like, a, the points get fucked up. You know, it wasn't really the... Like, we went, to, we went to the halfway house all the time. But, like, I never really took, you know songwriting all that seriously probably till like also the kids at halfway house are mean i always had i mean like i i was there to i i like i knew that i always went to see the boils and stuff but like they had some big shows there they had like yeah u.s yeah, bombs yeah, played, cool. played that once like i'm sorry it was a place you could like, drink i saw greg boyle getting dropped off at the liquor store by his mom the other day really so i saw him around here i saw him at the pariah um like maybe a this year is or like two, right two, two after pariah closed this is like a, like a month oh ago. yeah yeah and he was literally his mom was really driving recently. him to the liquor oh, store oh that's cute at, though at the one on fashion oh he's in um he's in another band now uh, i can't remember what the band i don't band know it does not matter <laughs> Oh. I like walked into Sid and Spin afterwards and said it to Leora, and she like made some whole face because you know. Well, I remember the I don't know if you know the other cats, but they were in, they're in Legion seventy what is it, Legion seventy six now, which is fucking awesome. Um, I don't know if you've seen them yet. I don't know. I've only heard the recordings, but like that, they're I don't know they were they were in the they were in bands back. They were in the Boils actually by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so you were in some punk bands. Where'd you go to college? Uh, I got a scholarship to Northeastern in um, Boston, so I was in... Yeah, Boston was... That was a terrible So you decision. were in Boston for four years? Five years. Five years. It's a five-year program. Yeah, well, also, I, I think I dropped a couple classes, so I didn't make up a semester. What was that like? It were was fucking terrible. No, dude, I went, to the, I went to Boston with the wrong mindset. I'd never really been outside of Philly all that much. So I went there because I thought it was like the movies. I thought it was like a bunch of Irish people in bars, like getting fights, and like, um, like I thought I'd be like seeing the unseen all the time because I thought they were from Massachusetts, but like I didn't play once. Like so, I went up there and it's just a bunch of, I mean, like I, I I did a lot of maturing there, I guess. What what ultimately, but I was like getting in fights like once a week. Like I was like constantly getting in fights because like it's just a bunch of bros who come into the city like temporarily and like act like they're real tough and like I just I've always had like a complex with that like it's when people step up to me and like so it was just like the people I found were also into that kind of attitude so it was just like a bunch of us just kind of like you know just going nuts 
So, like, I, it got me... So, I wasn't going to show. I'd go to shows and then just get in fights. Like, I wouldn't, like, go to shows and listen to the music. Which was, like... I feel like I wasted a lot of time. Like, that was... I was so stupid, like, in retrospect. I, like, I wasted a lot of time, like, just being a dick. But then I came back here, like, calmed down. And, like... Like, then... That's when I started taking really seriously. Because, like, that was when I was... I wasn't just listening to... I mean, I always listened to other music. But I never went to shows that weren't punk. So, I started going to all kinds of shows. And, like, like it gave me, like, more of, like, a... Like, a... Wow, like this chill-ass music is really fucking good. Or, like, I don't know, I got more into, like, emo music, and, like, I got, like, all, oh, I kind of opened up to a lot more bands that previously I was kind of, like, uptight about, I guess. Um, so, I, it was good that I went there. It was good that I got out of Philly, really, because, like, I had a lot of friends that went to high school at Central, and then they just went to uh, college at Temple, which is fine if they had a good time, but, like, like, I, I don't want to spend eight years of my life going to school in North Philly. Like, I want to, like, it, I feel like college was the time to get out. I mean, like, you're probably totally right. Like, I... As a person who hasn't successfully left Philadelphia at all for any length of time longer than, like, nine months, like, I I, since ninth grade, when I got back from England, the end of ninth grade, like, I've left for maximum ninth months, nine months. I mean, nine months is still time, like, I I don't know, man. I feel like any time out is, like, you can always come back here, which is, like, I love Philadelphia. I can only come back. I feel like very like like embarrassingly tied. To I feel like I'm not gonna move or anything like that. But like it's still like what yeah, I regret I mean, is not going. I should have done like semesters abroad. Like I should have lived in like you know overseas more and stuff like that. Like I feel like that was a missed opportunity. And now like I get to go on tour, so I get to go out a lot. And like I go, I went to the Philippines last year. I'm going to Europe this year. Like, yeah, I still and get I mean, out. that's awesome. Like, and you should be. Because we're all going to be here. Like, I know I'm going to, like, Yeah, well, no, Philly here. is here. Exactly. Well, yeah, like, exactly I'm going to, like, same, die in Philadelphia. It's, it's very, very similar. Over, <laughs> it's just, like, I, I feel, like, so, so much, like, here I just have this whole sort of advantage that I don't even think about when I'm here, but whenever I go anywhere else, I feel. Like, right. here I just, like, like, if I lose a job... I'll get another job. Right. Like, if I need to find a place, I'll find a place. Yeah. Like, I, like, if, I, if I'm if i sad and I need my friends, there's, like, so many of them. Here. Yeah. And if I, like, go some whenever I go somewhere else, I know that all it takes is, like, a couple years to just, like, get there and set yourself up and build that same sort of support system there but i just get so immediately anxious without like having like the just like giant safety net that like being from philly and living in philly is it just makes it makes me so anxious and i always just bail on it so I think like, I'm always impressed by people who manage to like legit go away. Yeah, to me too. Like I'm, I'm impressed by people like well, I have friends now that are still like moving to city to city and like like they still have like maintained jobs and stuff, but like they're getting out. You know, it's pretty cool because like, all our families are from here. You know, yeah. Like, this is where I will. This is where I plan on spending the majority of my life. But like, so I feel now's the time to like get as much as I can. Like that's where touring comes in. Like that's where like I, also I'm a gardener, so I get off winters, which is like amazing. You know, yeah. that's when you can get out of here. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, it's pretty lucky. Okay, so you moved back. When did you start playing music here again? Um, I got back and I met up with all my old friends, like Miles, who's the drummer in community service, and like he's uh, playing drums with me for my new stuff too. 
Um, so we, we linked up like immediately. We hit up with Dave Kiss, who runs Flash Mob Productions. Yeah. He's running at KFN right now, and no he's got some Dave. talk shows coming no up. No Dave Kiss. Yeah, you know, I fucking love that dude. Yeah, he's alright. <laughs> uh, yeah, alright. Um, yeah, so uh, we were all playing together for a little. Like, Dave helped me out a lot, like, because he showed me how to, like, you know, I, I was just like an idiot. I didn't know how anything worked. So he showed me how, like, you know, uh, the house fees worked and, like, just, like, the basics of booking. So um, he did that for a minute. Then um, we got another bass player because Dave was just, like, doing other shit. And um, that, so we started doing stuff with community service. We were on, like, shows a month at Connie's. Because they just have an open door thing. It was like a couple years yeah. ago, so it was it was perfect. They gave us a show a month. There was uh, they gave us everything from the door. Like initially, I know it's all this is a couple years ago, so it's all it's all changed since then. But like, so we come away like the touring band. We get a minimum of like eighty to hundred bucks. Like it always worked out. It would be like I'd, I'd be playing music with like uh, buddies. Like I went like to you know grew up with. And okay, stuff like so that. you're saying good stuff about Connie's. Can I ask you to comment on the recent? The uh oh yeah, what's the name of that band? Uh, Sparkle, Sparkle Fight. Fight. God, that band is fucking terrible. They're um, not a good band. They're not a good band. Not no. Point all right, all right. Here's what I had to say about it. Connie says an open door policy, which is like, I obviously I prefer. Everyone prefers the DIY scene. Everyone prefers house shows. It's like how you go on tours, like the house show circuit. So I'm always gonna take houses over any venue. But like for uh, what Connie's did for us was like it was an open door policy. So uh, they had a calendar. You'd call them or hit them up, and they would give you the date. So when you, like, have dates like that, you're going to run into fucked up bands. Like, I remember one time we played a Kung Fu Necktie, and apparently the band, like, a couple weeks ago, had, like, killed a pig on stage. Like, Well, and you... it's like, okay, I'm sure you've played Pariah, like, fucking yeah. Byron ripped up a live rabbit, like... Yeah, but that's the Pariah. Like, I don't know. That's well, a different scene. Also, like, Sparkle Fight, it wasn't just that they'd play there, it's that the one guy was doing, like, was their sound guy. Oh, yeah, Mike. He's in a bunch, he was in a bunch of bands, too, though. I yeah, yeah. He, he was, like, the drummer, I can't also, think. Also, like, he was a every, every there, time, like, like, that I played Connie's, I, like, actually was really happy with the sound. Well, I, I didn't like the sound initially, because, like, we, we used to not have a sound guy. Jade, when Jade moved in, um, which is newer... She, uh, the first, that was the first time we had good sound was when Jade did the sound, because we could actually hear ourselves. It was the first time we ever had monitors there. Yeah. So that was nice. I think we've played there twice since then, and that was fun. But, um, I have no, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. I, I, Sparkle Fight's a terrible band. You should boycott Sparkle Fight. I don't know what, I don't know Mike that well. I've met him before. He's always been really nice to me. I have no idea what his involvement is with it. I know he's not the one in the videos, and he's not the guys making, he's not the dude making the jokes. The fucked up jokes, so I don't know, but like we personally don't like like playing bars anymore, so we're not gonna play there anyway. I don't think. I mean, I like Ron a lot too. Ron's helped me out a lot. I, I, I play there like acoustic, I guess, or something. Depending on the show, I think we take a show. But I mean, like I mean, just for the record, like I, you're saying whatever. Like I think that the entire boycott is out. I think like you can hate a band and not go see a band all fucking day, right? Like, and you, you know like, what? I support. I support that they have the open calendar. Like yeah, yeah I mean, like, like that's. that's what I, I, I'm I, I, like, that's, that's what like, it is. That's what it comes DIY, down to. DIY, like that's fucking cool. Yeah, like that's like, as close as you can get. And like they're, they, they really do get me, hit me back like immediately. Like Ron's always been really nice to me. Like. I, it's hard for me to say anything bad about Connie's. They've always I been really, really I, nice. I'm to me. not like asking you to say anything bad about Connie's right. at all. Like honestly, it's like, the Sparkle Fight thing. Like, right, and, well, and I, I assume everyone that listens to this knows exactly what we're talking about. Like, if no, you've they, seen those videos, like those videos are really fucked they up. They absolutely do. Like they're really fucked up. Look, and like shit, I like I think dumb, like fucked up things are funny sometimes. Like this is just like 
It's crazy. Look, it's in poor taste. Like nobody's <laughs> arguing that it's in poor taste. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. like, and nobody's arguing they're a good band. Like, I got real vocal yeah, yeah, yeah. about like. Is it specifically that Mike works there? Is that what it is? He got fired. He got fired because of that petition. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Oh, he got fired. All right. Yeah. See, if that's if that's what it comes down to, I just don't know because I don't know Mike. I don't know what he had to say about it. I like, don't know if he was making either. fucked up jokes like that, then sh- he should get fired. And if he wasn't, then I feel bad that he got. See, I don't know. Like, for me, like, even if you're making jokes like that, you shouldn't lose your job. I mean, but... Well, but, but, yeah. Well, like, yeah. I mean, to me, like, I just feel like like it's a real dangerous precedent to set, set by, like, acting like people can lose their jobs over artistic content. That yeah, that is true. Have. You know, that's actually a really good point. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like... I don't think any of us want to live in I that I think I could world. just be swayed on either side of this. Like, I'm right on the fucking line. Like, I get both sides. I get yeah. why people are upset. I get why people aren't upset. No, like, I understand people being upset. I just think that the reaction is inappropriate. Yeah. Like, I think, like, never go see a Sparkle Fight show ever again. Yeah, that's that's you my know, solution. Like, I'm like, definitely not... Yeah, that's, that's such a good point. Because Kanye still has this really good... Just still have shows I like to see. Like, I remember... Seven, uh, fucking Legion seventy six just played that recently. I couldn't make it, but like, if there's a if there's a band I want to see at Connie's, I'm going to go to that show. Right, like that's what I'm saying. And but it's also insane to have someone get fired or to boycott a venue that's supporting the entire scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like, that's one of the few bars that I I will play at. Yeah, like, like it's like, come to think of it, like with community service, that is the only venue like that's not a sh- house that we like enjoy playing. Right, like that's what I'm saying. Everyone feels that way, and they've been like. Because the drinks are still cheap, everyone. you can drink outside. Like I get, we always get so fucked up there because like it's just like being at a house show. Like you can just be out front, like drinking. Yeah, they've they've been like incredibly supportive of the scene, and it's just kind of like, and the way that they've done that is by running it like a show that has house shows, but you would never. Yeah, and that's where the open ca- and that's where the open house. calendar comes in. Yeah, but exactly. You never yeah, yeah, yeah. boycott someone's house because some band played there, so you're gonna like. One yeah, of you the- just wouldn't book that band again at that yeah, house. Like, that's what you do. Yeah. I, I mean, if, I don't remember remember how it went down. If Connie's was like standing up for them, which I don't think they were doing. No, like, that's they one fired thing. the guy. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. Like they like they did what yeah. everyone asked them to do. I'm just saying, like I work at a Jewish college right. as a webmaster. Like if they listen, webmaster. My, What's if a webmaster? I the like basic the primary it sounds like a magical web thing. admin, but it's the best job title ever. Okay. Um, <laughs> like but, the bookmaster. Yeah, sure. But basically, like, like if someone I worked with listened to my podcast, like probably even if they listened to this interview, you can get fired. I can get fired just as we talked. That's about actually yeah, that's a really good point. Like, I'm saying, but, like, this is, like, like... Oh, yeah, that's the first thing. Yeah, but, like, this is, like, vaguely artistic output, and, like, I trust that no one at my work's gonna listen to it, and then And then if they gonna, do, they wouldn't be a dick about it. Yeah, and then nobody's gonna go out of their way to call the attention of my job to this thing that I do that doesn't have to do with my job. Yeah, that makes sense. So the idea of somebody losing their job because of lyrical or video content that a band that they were involved with did... Right. Like, that, to me, is, like, such a crazy precedent for people to set. Like, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to live in that world. Like, we yeah. all have jobs. They all are some degree of, like, don't want to know with, yeah, like, the rest of our life. Like, it's just, like, I don't know. I mean, my general sort of approach is, like, 
extreme permissiveness regarding content. Like, all day you can say something's bad. Like, if something's bad, like, I'm not going to argue with you about it. But right, I, yeah. But they're allowed to make their bad art. Like, that, like, isn't hurting anybody. Like, that's not the same as, like, raping someone. Like, making a bad rape joke is right. not the same as raping. It's not great. Like It's I, not I, great. I'm not, like, enjoying it. I'm probably not going to, like, buy a tip or no. like, go to the yeah, show. Yeah. God. But, it's, like, oh, God, know, that band is so bad, too. Like, really, music, like, from every stance. Bad fuck sucks. But whatever. But they're just, like, out-of-touch old dudes making jokes. Outside of that, like, <laughs> I have to say, like, I, like I, yeah, obviously... Scene here is ridiculously strong. Like, there's so many different scenes, like, so many different houses you can go to, any area of the city. Like, I feel like we are really lucky to be in, like, the Philadelphia music scene. 
Oh, I feel like it's you, except for in the same way that it's like a benefit that there's so much going on. It's like crazy how segmented it is. Right. Well, I just like, I don't Segregated. know. Segregated? Yeah, like I wanted to do this whole like, uh, like panel discussion where I brought together a bunch of people from different scenes who didn't agree with each right. other and made them like sit and talk <laughs> to each other. Well, who doesn't agree with each other? Like, it's the scenes don't know each other. Like, SPP doesn't know who like Mumbler and Click is, and like people who like Click and Mumbler have no idea who like FTS is. Like, I feel like it's not like they're like I don't know. I know people yeah. like talk. I know West Philly and South Philly have some kind of weird feud. Okay, like in the punk but, scene, but, but like but, I don't think anyone really cares. Uh, I mean, SPP definitely cares. Dude, I, I, I don't know. I never SPP understood really that. Cares. I don't understand either side of that because I've never actually like, like, do they really like? Why wouldn't you play West Philly and South Philly and North Philly and Fishtown? Like, why wouldn't you play everywhere? Like, well, it's not about the location. What is it like? What like I know South Philly thinks West Philly's more PC or something like that. Like yeah, too PC. Well, I didn't know. It, okay, like actually, if you want to break it down, it's a socioeconomic thing, right? Why is West Philly more expensive or like? No, no. So I mean, yes, but that that's like you can get ridiculously cheap housing there not, too, though. Yeah, but that's it's not so much that the houses are more expensive. It's that basically everyone who have living in SPP are people who most of the time not college graduates. Most of the time closer to local like if right. they're not from philadelphia they're from jersey or they're from delaware they're gonna get some sort of union job at some point there's basically like there's generally sort of a lower income less education aspect of the spp kids right comparably to the west philly kids who are majority people who came here to go to college from somewhere else Yo, yeah but like that's a blessing like that's why there's a music scene in philadelphia like people are coming to philadelphia to go to college people want to come right here, like, no I, i'm like, not saying that it's a bad thing i'm saying that like it it's that the west philly kids are more pc but it's also a like Weird, like I don't think there's like a vast difference in terms of actual ideology and what both people. Right, think and like that. it's fucking music. Like punk's supposed to be the thing that like accepts everyone. Like, well, okay, so but then you can make the argument like who's not accepting who? Like if you're making a place, yeah, that's, you know that's like banning words. You know, that's a good point. I get. I don't know. I get. I get both sides. Again, I get fucking both sides. Like I get being able to say whatever the fuck you want to say, which is why I love going to SPP shows. Like. You can do whatever the fuck you want there. Like, no one gives a shit well, that there's glass on the Well, actually, ground. from here, you get to not pick sides, you know, to some degree. Like, you Why? Because like, people come here and they just fall into one scene? Like, and well, yeah, like, well, like well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, anyone I know who's actually from here, like, knows enough people in enough sort of, like, quadrants where it's just not the same thing. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, know? that's true. Like Where it's just, like, like, yeah, like, you can be, like, aware of everything that's going on and also just be like, but I'm just going to do whatever I want. Like, this is my city. Like, I don't, like, belong. It just doesn't, like, it doesn't, like, I don't know. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that stuff. Like, we're, I don't know. There's so many good fucking bands. Like, just right. fucking go well, see them. Like, yeah, yeah. why are you going to, like, only hang out with your, like, small group? Like, I mean, there's, and I'm not saying everyone's like this. Like, I see, like, uh, Khalil, like, I'm not that very close with, but I well, see Khalil him all. fucking Dude, I see that also, kid at, like, I see him at Lavender Town, also, which is, like, he goes northwest and south, guest. like, oh, yes, uh, I haven't heard that one, cool. Yeah. Well, like, I love that shit, like, that's how everyone should be, well, like, that's I how also, I try I to I love be. watching Khalil do hip-hop shows, like, at punk shows, like, that fucking Yeah, and Cornelius, shows. Cornelius played, um, uh, the Lavender Town first year, uh, which was fucking great, he fucking killed it, like. 
Right, like, that's, like, I, there are people who, like, for whatever reason, and often I think it is, like, being from here, but not always. Right. Like, it, like, are able to just sort of, like, move between, like, worlds. But Philly, I mean, as, like, a city of neighborhoods, it, like, kind of makes sense. But, like, yeah, there's so much great music here, and it's all, and all of it, like, is willfully unaware of the other great music that doesn't exist. But there's always exceptions. Like, there's yeah. always people, like, and that, and that, those are the, I think that's what gives you the most bang for your buck. Like, you, you live here, you're in walking distance of, like, any kind of music scene you want, like, like, go to the mall. Like, yeah. if you haven't, like, honestly, my favorite kind of live music still is punk. Like, the, like, the Pariah was, like, it is one of my favorite places to see. Obviously, it's done now. We'll see what, something's going to pop up. Will's going to start a new venue, aren't you, Will? Yeah, you better. Will? Because someone's, like, someone needs that, Will? like, wildness. Yeah, where, where's Will at? No, I know where he's at. He's at Old Rubbish on goddamn vacation playing, like, fucking dissection riffs with Micus and getting stoned. Okay. But... Well, step up, boy. Because, like, I don't know. I'm talking shit loudly. He does listen occasionally and also I've been talking shit to him in person about this. No, but, I mean, there needs to be, like, another South Philly venue. There will, like, someone will step up. It's, like, it's not going in. I don't think. No, I mean, it's going to be fine. I'm just, like, annoyed with him. He's like, I'm doing it after the new year. Whatever, like, it's going to happen. Like, it's going to be fine. Like, I mean, like, we, we, the pharmacy is still running good shows down here. I love... The pharmacy is one of my favorite places to book. Like, it's... I don't Gary know. Gary rules. Gary's great. Uh, the, I wish the, the one thing is the monitors haven't been working lately. If the monitors would work, that would be the perfect venue for me. Because um, I can never fucking hear myself. Um, so I blow my voice out easily. But, like, I love... Like, it's, it, he's fair with the money. Um... He lets me, like, he lets you book whoever you want. Like, I don't know. I actually just hit him up today. Hopefully he gets back to me, Gary. I'll stop in at the pharmacy soon to check. Um, I don't know if Gary listens. I'm sure. Whatever. Good. Yeah, fuck you, Gary. Um, But that's the thing. Like, once again, like, if you you see him and the date's available, he'll give it to you. And, like, it's BYOB. It's all ages. Like, it's basically a house show that's just, like, a little easier and it's not as out of control. So, like, in the meantime, there's the pharmacy. Like, I was just at a show at 15th and Warren the other day. Where yeah, American and, Pussy like, played. Leora's been doing those matinee shows at Sit and Spin. Those are cool. I haven't been to any of those yet. They've been pretty chill. And, I mean, it's good for her because she's, like, bringing in business to the store. And, yeah. like, they've been pretty cool, like, Saturday afternoons or whatever. Yeah, I don't think I've met her, but, like, I've been to Sit and Spin a couple times. Have you been to the new spot yet? No, I haven't been to the new spot new yet. New spot's no. way better. Yeah? Yeah. Like, and it's... I forgot about that. I forgot to move. Yeah, yeah. It's at, like, 22nd and Pashunk or whatever now. Really? Yeah. Yo, that's, that's perfect. Yeah, it's way better. <laughs> that's that's perfect. That must be a lot cheaper, too. Yeah, I think it is, and it's way closer to their house. But, yeah, they've been... They have a basement there, so they've been doing matinee shows in They the can't basement. do them at night, though, I bet. I don't think so. That sucks. I mean, there's always going to be a difference between a matinee and a night show. Especially but, honestly, play. I love a fucking matinee show. I like matinee <laughs> because, acoustic like, shows. I, I can't... I, I don't know what it is, like... Like, acoustic shows make me sleepy, so I need it during the day, and then other shows, like, I want to be going nuts and, like, drinking, like, I don't like to drink too early in the day, because I have to, like, get shit done, I have to, I'm busy as fuck, I can't drink. Yeah, see, like, I, I don't like a matinee show on a weekday, obviously, because I will be at work. Yeah, 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 yeah. But on the weekend, I'll, I'll get drunk. If it's a Sunday, I'm in. If it's a Saturday, no, I'm busy, like, I have stuff to do, and then I want to go out, like, Saturday's my day off that I'm going out, like, Sunday, I'm trying to take it easy. 
Like, Saturday's the day that, like, I want to wake up, get high, do nothing for a couple hours, like, then start getting stuff done, and then go, like, I want to have a full Saturday to, like, enjoy myself. Okay, like, yeah. So I can't drink all day I, anymore. I, I've lost the ability. I'm not good at it either. My <laughs> new response is to, like, do uppers in the evening. And yeah. Like, <laughs> I've been, like, I, coffee was never a thing for me until, like, a couple years, like, two years ago. I, like, just got in coffee. So I'm, like, chugging fucking night. Yeah, coffee's pretty chill, man. Pretty crucial. Yeah, I guess I should have included that in the three. I guess it's four. It's coffee, cigarettes. There you go, the other edition. Coffee, uh, cigarettes. <laughs> um, okay. Talk about community service. Talk about your career in solo stuff. Uh, community service. Um, we're kind of on the down right now. I've been working on my solo stuff a lot um, since, like, March. Um, and the single is coming out, like, really soon. It's going to be out by January. And once again, I'm not going to have my CD release party for a while because I did this thing where I'm, I'm, book, I'm, I'm, I'm on tour all of January. I'm playing one home show January 17th at uh, All Night Diner in West Philly on 47th of Baltimore. And besides that, I'm, in, um, I'm on tour for the first two weeks and then I'm going to Europe. Like, I'm back the 16th. No, I'm back the 17th playing a show and then I'm going to Europe on the 19th. And then I'm gone until February. And then I'm in Portland... For, I'm in like Portland, Seattle. For, I'm like working that tour out right now, actually. I'm going on tour with this kid, Matt Jaffe. Someone, a house show just didn't... I'm kind of upset about this, but I kind of get it. Someone just denied us a house show today. I hit him up, and they won't do it because he has too many likes on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, he's like... He got like kind of discovered. He got picked up. So he just got his first EP out, but he's got like 120-some thousand likes on Facebook. So they were like, that seems too corporate for us. Like, we don't want, we don't want to book the show. Like, I, I know I know promoters, I just don't know what to think about it. Like, I know promoters who only book, like, like colored people's acts, which I'm down with. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, I know people who only book girls, like, in Richmond. There's, I know, yeah, so, like, that's fine. I get that. Like, I have no problem with that. Like, if that's my one repercussion for being white, like, over, like, like, that's fine. I have no problem with that. But, like, I never really thought that someone wouldn't want to book, like, a corporate band. I, get, I mean, I, I kind of makes sense. They assume that it comes with privilege and, uh money because like he's really young and that like he's a successful already and like i was just thinking like like how did this bite me in the ass like how did going on tour with like this kid i know like who's like halfway successful but, yeah and yeah. like he's still just like a young dude like i i, I don't so i'm just like all right gotta check that privilege like bro. i mean like, like but it's like if you don't want to book like <laughs> if you're trying not to book people like I don't know. If you specifically want to book, like, minorities, I get it. It's fine. And if you want to book people who are are poor, it seems like they just don't want to book rich people. Which seems fine to me. But, what? You're, like, like jumping around edges around this is insane. Like, it's like you're trying to play a house show. I'm kind of, I'm trying to justify it to myself. I, I, I can hear you doing it. You're yeah. doing sort of mental gymnastics to yeah. make this shit make sense, but basically, like, that's <laughs> retarded. It's so annoying. It's just annoying. Like, really, like, I'm booking this tour for me, and, like, and, and, like, and, like he's coming with me, like, because, like, he's well-known, and, like, I want to go out there, so, like, I have no problem doing this, and, like, it, this somehow bit me in the ass. Like, I, I can't get this basement show in, like, uh, <laughs> Tacoma, or, like, I don't even know, uh, Olympia or something. And Insane. Yeah, so like I'm I'm going on tour a lot with my solo project, and then community service like we're we're kind of starting to die down. I'm just kind of like we're still I think we're gonna still be playing like shows here and there, but I, this is our last tour, like our little weekend tour. We'll go at a tour at some point. I'm not sure when. It probably won't be for a couple of years. But this weekend we're going to New York and Don Pedro and the New Brunswick are playing a basement show, and we're gonna play. Uh, do you know Alexa? She works at um, uh, Pizza Pub. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, she's having this, like, she's starting, like, a wrestling thing. Have you heard about this? Like... Oh, it's the girls? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thing? So we're thinking, like, right, we're going to play the... the yeah, yeah, yeah. December 20th, they're having, like, a fundraiser thing to get it started, so I think Community Service is going to play that. Hell yeah. Yeah, that'll be I mean, fucking awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be really fun. So we're going to do stuff like that. Like, that's what we're going to do. But uh, right now, I'm trying to get my uh, solo, like, band stuff together. The record's really fun, like... It's the first time I spent, like, a shit ton of time on something. Like, I've been, like, adding, like, all kinds of, like, weird keyboard stuff. And, like, like I did all the drums but two parts. This dude, Scott, Scott Sitcher, the producer, did the drums and the other two. And, like, I got a nasty bass player. Like, this sick fucking bass player's on it. So I've just been having a lot of fun with it. And, like, I'm, so I'm just kind of more into it at this point. And, like, it's so easy to go on tour by yourself. So, like, it's really been easy for me to, like, book tours and still represent the project as Curtis Cooper. So, yeah. like... Yeah, it's it's just been. I guess like it really gives into my secondary thing of traveling, like because I want to fucking travel as much as possible. So the record's out soon. I'm on tour a shit ton, and then community service was supposed to be recording at the end of December. We've had these songs written for a minute, like we just haven't recorded them, like which is definitely my fault. Like we're 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 getting it. We're getting we're getting the fucking record done. It's gonna be a lot more. It's gonna be a lot heavier. It's it's fucking fun. Like yeah, have you recorded much? Like. Yeah, I have. I usually find it like a loathsome process. I fucking I love it. I recorded DGB. Yeah. Uh, the last time I recorded anything besides like doing it myself. Mm. Um, and it was great because I lucked out with this producer. Like he, like because yeah, like, he's pretty weird too. Like musically, so like we just get to do all this weird stuff. It's like like we got the drums and the guitar and the vocals down, and then we've been fucking around with shit like just weird effects and stuff. So it's like. So much fun, like... Yeah, I mean, this is, like, still when I was in Fuck Teeth, but, like, Chem was great. Like, it was, like, that was super fun. Mm. Like, I had a really good time, but... And now that I've, like, gotten into sort of editing audio myself, because the podcast, there were, like, a couple things that I've done that I've, like, like done myself and edited right. and enjoyed... But I guess, like, I had, like, some sort of, like, burning experiences at the beginning. Like, my first sort of couple things that I tried recording came out sounding so different from I wanted, right. from how I wanted them to, because just, like, real over-involved production. Yeah, that's uh, not, that, that, that'll fuck you. That sucks. That yeah, really like, fucking sucks. I, I was just like, I don't ever want to do this ever again. Like, this doesn't sound That's how I thought like, things were going initially, and then, like, I just played them a couple demos of doing my basement. And he was like, oh, I, like, they, they, it was two of them, Nick Barnes and Scott Sitzer, and, like, they just, like, they got it. Like, they fucking got it. They got exactly what I wanted to do, and they, like, actually made it, like, better into what I, like, you know what I mean? Like, at first I was like, this sounds weird, and then it just, like, hit this point where, like, I'm, like, really happy with it. Scott's working his fucking ass off, which is good, Scott. I know you're not listening to this either, but you better fucking finish that fucking record. And it'll be done soon. Um, it's supposed to be done January 1st, which is good because I'm on tour January 3rd. So I, like, I fucking need it. Hell all right, I think this is good. We're at the right amount of time. Sure. Thank you, Curtis. I think this is great. Of course. Thank you.
chasing up the blunt, chasing down the high. I'm free, doing what I please, ruler of the sky. And I feel his hands on me. For some housekeeping, you can please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or Podcast Addict or whatever. Um, you can, of course, email me at interviewplz at tastevampirepodcast.com. If you'd like to be on the show, you can inter- er, <laughs> email me at music at tastevampirepodcast.com if you'd like to have your music featured in an episode. And you can email me at concerns at tastevampirepodcast.com if you'd like to complain. Um, obviously, Curtis's list, as well as the list of all the music played in this episode, is available on the website. That is, once again, tastevampirepodcast.com. Um, I also want to close with some personal stuff, and then I'll do my recommendations for this week. Um, so in the past week, within my social circles, um, one person has died who was very important to a lot of people that I love, um, and two close friends of mine personally relapsed, um, on opiates, and this is really bumming me out. Like, this is making me feel sort of hopeless. Um, and, you know, I, you guys are overly aware of my sort of at least current success. You know, I've got, I'm coming up on, on three years of not, of not using dope, and that's, you know, felt really positive for me. Um, 
and I guess like I just like half of me wants to like extend the offer that like oh if you're like in a place and you feel like you want to use like and you know me like call me like I but like nobody ever does that and that wouldn't have worked on me and then I don't know what the reaction is. Do you like, em you know, emotionally protect yourself, emotionally and physically protect yourself and cut people out of your life at first sign of that? Or do you like stick around in case at some point they're there to hear what you have to say? I have no answers about this, but just like be cool if people stop dying, be cool if people like stopped doing dope. And you know, I, I do want to extend sort of formally here, like, my, like, sincerest sadness to all the people, like, who I know or I don't know who are also just, like, with it, struggling with this, like, bullshit, this, like, poison that our entire generation is, like, struggling with. Um, so, there's that. Um, I'm gonna take this out. No, Alright, my recommendations. Okay, um, my recommendations. The first one is a song called Faithful Man by Lee Fields and the Expressions. Uh, this is a 2012 release from a soul singer who's been releasing music since the 60s. And I honestly just think it's a gloriously ingenuous song. Like, I was listening to it the last couple of days and this morning on my way into work. It hit me that this is a song that has... The most repeating line in it says, I've always been a faithful man till you came along. So just, like, imagine playing that in different cities, like, touring or whatever. And every time, it's just like, yeah, I've always been a faithful man until it's just, oh, I was cracking up on the train when I had the thought. It's a pretty, pretty cool move. Pretty classy. Classy look. Um, then I have the song, uh, John a John Mouse song called Cop Killer. Um, the song is off an album that's called We Must Become Pitiless Censors of Ourselves. Um, and I read an article after I heard that because I was so excited by, like, the concept because, of course, assumed that that wasn't, that he, you know... Anyways, I think he means something by the different from both the title and the song than I want him to, but the way that I read it was pretty cool. It's, like, sort of haunty whiny 80s synth sounding um it's kind of deep and then uh the last song is mike snow and run the jewels and the song is called heart is full and like i walked like pretty much across town last night just sort of thinking in the cold drinking whiskey and i listened to this song like no less than 10 times and the production is just like incredible that editing sample is incredible it's like a legitimate love song that has lp on it it just like it bangs it's pretty perfect you should listen to it all right until next week i'm rosie and this has been another episode of chase vampire don't fucking die you retards